Welcome to the Good Neighbors NWA podcast. I'm your host, Corey Stocks. Our mission with this podcast is to highlight individuals and organizations of Northwest Arkansas who are giving of their time and resources to help others in our community. They're leading by example and taking action to assist those in need. These are your Good Neighbors NWA. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Good Neighbors NWA. I'm Corey Stocks, your host, and today we're joined by our special guest, Beth Emanuel with the Junior League. Thanks for being here today, Beth. Well, thank you, Corey. We're excited to share our information with you guys today. I'm excited as well for our listeners to hear a little bit about you and your organization. So for those of our listeners who are not familiar with you, enlighten us as to who is Beth Emanuel. Um, well, I am a mother of two daughters, and we live in West Fayetteville with my husband. And at my feet is Wookie, my dog. He's a Shih Tzu, and um, I am kind of a volunteer extraordinaire. Um, I might even be a little bit addicted to it. I've dressed up as a mascot at the school. I've been PTA treasurer. I'm the co-chair of the for Taylor Golf Tournament and Reception for the Taylor McKean Shelton Foundation. I am very involved in Girl Scouts and it's cookie season, so things have been a little crazy the past few weeks. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of the Girl Scout cookie posts on Facebook oh, yes. to know which of my friends have uh, young girls that are involved in that. But I think you're, you're such a, a perfect guest for our show because of all of the, the volunteer and the, the work that you mentioned about doing and and we'll get into the, the junior league as well here in a little bit. But, uh, you know, the, the purpose of this podcast is really to give a, a pat on the back for people like yourself that are giving of their time and, and energy uh, to organizations and to the community mm-hmm. to really give back uh, instead of, you know, just the mentality of, of focusing on me, me, me. So <laughs> we applaud you for your uh, your efforts in giving back to the community. And it's uh, a joy to meet your, your puppy here. <laughs> going to be our, our guest star. I'm going to yes. tell a little bit about that here in a minute. <laughs> he hears everything. So <laughs> um, so uh, about the, the Junior League, mm-hmm. what tell us a little bit about the mission as to what the Junior League does. Well, the Junior League of Northwest Arkansas is a part of the Association of Junior Leagues International. So there are over 200 leagues in four countries around the world, and we all share the same mission. And that is that we are an organization of women committed to promoting volunteerism, developing the potential of women and improving the communities through the effective action and leadership of trained volunteers. Our purpose is exclusively educational, charitable. We are open to women of all nationalities, races, ethnicities, religions. We really are an inclusive environment. And I think what really sets us apart from a lot of the nonprofits um, that you will be interviewing is that we are completely volunteer based. None of us are paid to do what we do. We give up our spare time to live our mission. So that's wonderful. Now you are the acting president. I am the acting president, and I um, for this year and next year we started doing two year terms a few years ago. Wonderful. So what encouraged you to join the the junior league? Well, we had relocated from Dallas, Texas, back in two thousand and eleven, and when we did, I quote unquote retired from the workforce. Um, and so I stayed home. My oldest, who is now 10, was one and a half when we moved here. And I'd been working 50, 60 hour weeks when I lived in Dallas and kind of wanted to get some time back with her that I missed out on her first year and a half. And so when she was about three, um, I went to the NWA fashion show. 
And the featured charity that evening was the Junior League of Northwest Arkansas. Now, what's funny about that is when I moved here, I Googled Junior League of Fayetteville. No hits. Junior League of Bentonville. And, you know, I kind of went through all the cities and didn't get a hit. And I never thought to myself, I should look at Benton County or Washington County or Northwest Arkansas as a whole. So I was so excited. It turned out I had a friend working that night and she's like, oh, Beth, you'd love it. You've got to do it. We grew up together. So she knows me really well. And um, I was kind of always involved with... um, charitable organizations and volunteer work all through high school. I was really involved with Special Olympics, Make a Difference Day in college. Um, so it was something that was missing in my life. Kind of when I moved to Dallas, I never really found a niche core, you know, volunteer group to hang out with. So I think that was like in March and in April, um, which we do every year, we have a meeting where we invite prospective members to come and learn about the league. And I went to that and I was like, I'm sold. Like, I'm in, so sold, take my money to join, let's do this. So um, I joined, I think it was 2013, um, and the fall is kind of when your new member year starts. And um, this is, I'm now in my seventh league year. It's been great, and I love it, and I'm very passionate about it, so. Well, that's excellent, and it sounds like such a wonderful cause to, you know, empower women. Yes. And, uh, have that networking aspect as mm-hmm. well, for like someone like yourself who was from, out of town to get to know some other women that are active in volunteering and supporting in the community. And what are some of the events that the Junior League sponsors or puts on? Well, we have three fundraisers um, every year. We just had Moonlight Masquerade on January 31st, and we raised $22,000 to go towards our mission. And also, um, one thing I haven't mentioned yet is Um, Not all junior leagues do this, but our junior league has a community impact area, which is domestic violence awareness and prevention. So Moonlight Masquerade in particular is one of our events that really focuses on domestic violence. The catchphrase is we're unmasking domestic violence. Um, It is purple everywhere because that is the color of domestic violence awareness. Um, So we have really found a niche in the area. This is a very underserved problem that we have in Northwest Arkansas. Um, And I think what I was really drawn to about this area is um, that domestic violence knows it's not discriminatory. It can happen to any income level. It can happen in any relationship. And when we say domestic violence, we're talking about intimate partner violence, child abuse, elderly abuse, sibling abuse, the list goes on and on. There's emotional abuse, there's financial abuse. So it really um, is a very large umbrella of problems and issues that we are dealing with. But Moonlight Masquerade is kind of our gala for the year. And then we have a family-friendly event on May 2nd this year. It's called Touch a Track. And it is in the Pinnacle Hills Promenade um, parking lot over by JCPenney. And we bring in SWAT vehicles, fire trucks, ambulances, police cars, um, dental trucks, snow cones. And um, for the admission price, kids can crawl all over these trucks and ask questions and honk horns. And um, it's very tactile. And it's uh, we have the bikers from BACA, which is Bikers Against Child Abuse, come. Oh, wow. um, and we can crawl on their motorcycles. So it's really a fun community event. It's definitely the event that the most people attend in our community. We hope to brand ourselves better in the future while we're there and let them know what the Junior League actually is and what we're doing. Excellent. That sounds like a very interesting event. I know that uh, my children love to climb <laughs> up yeah, in the, the big vehicles and 
turn on the sirens and oh, yes. the and everything. And my children look forward to it every year. Even my 10-year-old is like, can I, can I still go? And I'm like, absolutely, you can. <laughs> and then we have one other fundraising event that usually takes place around the end of September, beginning of October. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and it's called Purple for a Purpose. It is our 5K and fun run. Um, this year it's going to be at on October 24th. But that is where we encourage people to come out in their purple gear and run for a purpose. And we um, have worked hard at integrating getting our message of uh, awareness and prevention across. And of course, we also invite our partner agencies that we have here, which are Peace at Home Family Shelter, Northwest Arkansas Women's Shelter, EOA Children's House, and the Children's Safety Center here in Washington County. We invite them out to help spread their message too. That's important to us. And that's why we partner with these organizations. That's amazing that uh, a couple of those have actually been on the podcast previously, and so that's uh, exciting to to see some some of the commingling of of the nonprofits. Yes, and uh, you know helping to support one mm-hmm. another in those in those ways for women who are interested in learning more about the mm-hmm. league, potentially joining. How can they find more information in regards to that? I think the best way would be our Facebook page, and we have Facebook, Instagram, um, and we have a webpage as well. Junior League of Northwest Arkansas is pretty consistent, but on our Facebook page, we have started this year doing recruiting socials. So the next one would be February 27th at Press Room in Bentonville, um, and that is where we just have, it's like low pressure, it's just come and meet some of the current members, meet some of the members that are thinking about joining, learn more about who we are and what we do. Um, So we're gonna have one of those per month. And then at our April general monthly meeting, that is the one where we invite people to come and sit through a meeting and see what our meetings are like, like what trainings are we actually offering and um, what information are we putting out there. So for ladies who think they may be interested, you tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about what um, what being in the junior league involves, what sort mm-hmm. of activities do you do, how often you meet? Yes, we have a new member class every year, and that is where you will learn a lot about the junior league and what we do in AJLI. So that would be a meeting, I wouldn't say every month, they kind of start in August and mm-hmm. go throughout the year, but you may skip a month. I mean, Christmas is a little tough to meet for everybody that time of year. Um, We also have general meetings for everyone is invited to those. We have around seven per year of those, typically starting in September. Um, We offer internal trainings throughout the year as well as promote external ones. We have lunch socials. We have one tomorrow. Um, We have uh, affinity groups like book clubs. We have a nighttime book club and a daytime book club. And we're trying, we have a hiking club. Um, We're trying to kind of promote more of a family friendly aspect, you know, this is, it is an organization for women, but I've had a lot of pleasure bringing Evelyn to things over the years. I mean, she's packed departure packs for some of our partners and, you know, I've kind of count out 10 toothbrushes and then put it in this. And, um, we've had some socials at Gully Park. We'll have a summer social and be like, bring your families. And then, you know, cause it's kind of like my husband likes to joke that it's like, a secret organization because I don't really talk about it outside. And I'm like, well, I just talk about it so much that I don't get a chance to talk about it with you and what we do. But he always gets to hear when I come back from a training and I'm really excited. And we have trainings that are um, about public speaking and personal development. This year we're doing the seven habits of highly effective people. Um, 
during our GMMs. But, you know, we have fun too. We've arranged flowers as a class and a social. And um, we do, I mean, we really have, they've, our training and education group has been so amazing this year, really running the gamut of experiences for us. Wonderful. So. Well, I am glad that you are allowed to talk about the junior year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so you mentioned earlier the departure packs. Yes. Is that something we can go a little deeper into? Absolutely. What, what exactly are those? That was a project that was created by my new member class seven years ago. Um, I did not create it. It was another wonderful member's idea named Melissa Wood. Um, she came up with the idea. Um, she was really centered around the thought that the financial aspects are what keep the victims from leaving their abusers. And it also takes an average of seven times before they will actually leave their abuser for good. And so we thought if we could provide these departure packs, which back then it was a laundry hamper with cleaning supplies, toiletries. Um, We even had like little uh, battery operated locks that you could put on your doorknob to make you feel more secure. And it was targeting these victims that are leaving the shelters, moving out on their own for the first time and who knows how long, just to help get them started. Because when you start adding up, I mean, I think our departure packs included over a hundred dollars of items because, you know, we're so lucky that we live in this community because we have so many vendors. So we could go to Rubbermaid and say, what can you, can you give us 50 brooms? Can you give us 50 trash cans and things like that? I mean, you go to Walmart and start adding that up. That's, that's, that's a lot of money to get, you know, Clorox wipes and dish soap and dish detergent laundry. Just, I mean, that stuff really adds up. So we just wanted to focus on taking away that financial burden that going out on your own can have sometimes. Definitely. I imagine with an abuser leaving a relationship, they don't exactly have time to take everything that they need or half of what's there, whatever, you know, that uh, whenever you're starting a brand new household, Mm -hmm. I've got a couple of 19 year old girls that that moved out on their own recently and we're, you know, getting all of the, uh, the utensils Mm -hmm. and the, like you said, the cleaning supplies. And there's just, it's a lot. It is a lot. A a household. It's a lot. And you're absolutely right. A lot of times these victims are leaving their house with just the clothes they have on their back because they are being immediately, their life is being threatened when they are running from the house or they're able to get out. So um, it's a sad situation, but we are so glad that they're getting away and getting a life on their own. Exactly. And it's, it's super helpful to, you know, have that one last thing to mm-hmm. worry about is being, uh, how am I going to transition into this new life on my own or, or with just myself and, and my children um, and giving them that additional sense of safety and peace of mind yes. is invaluable. Yes. I imagine in that, in that circumstance. So you mentioned the transition out of you know, the shelter or mm-hmm. whatever uh, their, their transition period looks like out of that. And uh, you mentioned the, the financial abuse as well. In mm-hmm. many cases, it may be where that was the sole reason that they felt like they couldn't leave. Maybe, Absolutely. Maybe it was, you know, they were a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and the, the husband worked or, or so they felt like they never could financially make it right. on their own and they're trying to transition into the workforce and figure out childcare and there's just a, a lot that goes into making any sort of those life changes like that. Mm-hmm. So 
I think it's an amazing thing that the, the Junior League is doing to try and help with that. So you said the Junior League of NWA partners with these associations. Mm-hmm. And so you do the fundraisers and help raise the money. Yes. And then your sponsors are supported by the funds that you raise. Is that how that works? Uh, yes. We, last year for our 20th anniversary, we gave away $20,000 at the end of the year because we had a surplus in our profit that year of exactly $20,000. It was like it was meant to be. So our four main partner agencies, um, and when I say that, we have agreements with them that we go to the shelters or um, and interact with some of their members. Like, um, for example, for Peace at Home, we have Easter coming up and we go set up an egg hunt for the children. And we have a creepy little bunny costume that sits in our storage unit all year. And every time I open it, I'm like, oh, I really like turn that thing around. But somebody puts on the bunny costume and hops around. And um, we've done cooking classes with residents. We've, you know, painted fingernails. We've taught painting classes. There's a lot of different things that we do volunteer-wise. We also have helped to work their um, their fundraisers. But we also, this year, our board has been very proactive at creating a sustainable financial plan of what we're going to do with our profits going forward. And we are going to split them between um, community immediate needs. Like if a refrigerator goes out at one of the shelters, we can immediately get them a refrigerator that day. The board has the power to like be like, yes, we're gonna spend that money. But we also have a percentage of our profits that are going to go into our um, fund that will be for larger gifts. Um, I think about four years ago, Peace at Home was expanding their facility, and we donated $40,000 to that. And years ago, um, EOA Children's House needed a bus to pick up their students to bring them to the school, and the Junior League sponsored that. Um, So we love to help a little, and we love to help a lot. That's wonderful. With the Junior League of NWA primarily being a organization for women, mm-hmm. is there a way that men like myself obviously could <laughs> join the league but could help support the league? Absolutely. On our website, which is juniorleaguenwa.org, there is a donate section. Um, and we have different, I wouldn't say capital campaigns, but we have different promotions through the year, like the little black dress campaign that we do for a week in October. Um, Our members and anyone that wants to join in wears the same black dress for a week. And it's very, we get a little creative with how to jazz up the same dress, but that is also to um, promote awareness about the financial constraints that are on um, abused persons that a lot of times they don't even have access to their money. And so they have to wear the same clothes all the time. So Um, We do uh, kind of a little bit of fundraising with that, but um, I'd say most of our funding from the public comes from our events. When we ask for, we do a call to action and that's where the money to help. Because we have our operating expenses. We send women to training. We bring training in. uh, We have operating costs. So um, yes, most of our profit comes from our fundraisers being successful. Do you accept donations of items or strictly financial? We do take items. We have the departure pack program as well as the that's my bag program, which is where we supply a backpack to um, children that are being taken out of their homes by DHS. 
And inside it are toothbrushes, toothpaste, a stuffed animal, deodorant, some of the basics, but something just, you know, when you're being taken from your home and everything you know, it's just a little something to help, you know, get them through the night, really. Exactly. And that's so important. We had, being foster parents over the years, you know, have had children come in the middle of the night and Mm -hmm. they may have a trash bag with a couple of changes of clothes in it and half the time they don't even fit Um, or they may just have the clothes on their back because again they didn't really have ample time to go in and grab everything that they needed whenever whatever terrible circumstance occurred and being children very (laughs) rarely do they go and get toothpaste and Mm -hmm. toothbrush and deodorant and hygiene products so um, it's it's very important to be able to have access to those sorts of items for foster parents to help provide those necessities mm-hmm. for the child who is in the middle of an emotional transition right. and trying to figure out uh, what's going on. The, the last thing that they need to be concerned with is having a clean pair of clothes that fit mm-hmm. whenever they go to school because, you know, being a child is tough enough as it is you know kids uh, pick on one another and whenever their clothes are dirty or they don't fit right or Mm -hmm. uh, you know there's a million reasons why being a child is is difficult enough without (laughs) the additional uh, trauma that's involved with being in care Mm -hmm. Uh, so to have those backpacks and and those necessities is very important Mm -hmm. so that's from a, a foster parent, thank you for helping provide those those necessities, and that's uh, it's well appreciated. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> there's there's plenty of other expenses that go oh, know, yes. along with having <laughs> children to care for and to not have to uh, you know go and, and buy all of those additional mm-hmm. things every time a new kid comes by. Um, what are some of the best ways for someone to get in contact with? the junior league um well if you are interested in joining we have an email address for that which is join j-o-i-n at junior league nwa.org we also have a main email address that our secretary monitors and kind of distributes it where it needs to go and that is just info i-n-f-o at junior league nwa.org Great. And then what about social media? Social media, we have a presence mostly on Instagram and Facebook. And on Facebook, we also have all of our events involved. Um, So our fundraisers and our socials that are open to the public will be on there as well. And for those who like to follow on social media and keep up to date with what's going on with the Junior League, what are some of your social media handles? Our Facebook handle is at Junior League NWA. And on Instagram, it is JL of NWA. So that's a good place for people to keep up with what's going on with the Junior League. Absolutely. I would highly suggest um, going to Facebook first because we have our fundraisers listed, our socials that are open to the public. Um, That meeting in April we have that prospective members can come to is also going to be its own event that they can look into. What else would you like to add in regards to what people should know about the Junior League or why they should become involved? Well, as far as becoming involved, people become involved for different reasons. I definitely wanted to give back to my community um, as well as make new friends. So, um, but, you know, you ask all 252 of our members, you're going to get 252 answers. But I will say that it has been an experience 
Um, it is it's so much, I, you know, after I joined, it was so much more than what I wanted. I've learned a lot about myself. I've been educated about domestic violence and other problems in the world. You know, being the president, I've had the opportunity to travel um, last week, in fact, to an AJLI conference where I learned more about, you know, listening to people and interacting to, with, you know, different personalities and things like that. And it's definitely it's something that I've carried into my everyday life, some of the things I've learned um, and the experiences. You know, I really promote that the junior league is such a safe space for you to come and learn new skills. It, you know, I'm an accountant. And one of the things I wanted to learn more about was social media and marketing. And I wanted to plan an event. And I have done those things. I've never been on radio before to promote something. And I've gotten to do that. And now I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> and um, So it, it really does open the doors. It's not just for volunteering. It is, it's more than that. It's about empowering yourself. This is something I do for me that I get to do by myself. Um, so I, I really, you know, whenever I'm in a bad mood and I go to a meeting or one of our socials or trainings, I always am like, I'm so glad I did that. I feel so much better being with my junior league sisters and um, having our camaraderie. And it's just, it's, you know, really been impactful in my life. I know it has in others. So um, I say, you know, if you're interested, try it out. You can always quit, but we don't want you to. <laughs> but at least, you know, give it a try. You know, it may not be for you. Some of my best friends have joined and said, it's not for me, but it's for me. So it's what I needed in my life. And um, so now it's my turn to give back to the league that's given so much to me as president. Well, it's amazing. Your passion for the, the Junior League of NWA is evident in <laughs> your voice and the way that you speak about it. And I, I'm so grateful that you took the time today to share a little bit uh, with our listeners. And, and hopefully, it's, you know, there's somebody out there that it's for them, too. So I, I appreciate so. you uh, taking the time to share with us today. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you heard something today that touched your heart, we encourage you to take action and help support your good neighbors. Let's all do our part to continue making Northwest Arkansas one of the best places to live, learn, and grow. Please connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Good Neighbors NWA. We have many more good neighbors to come, so please check out our other episodes and don't forget to subscribe to the Good Neighbors NWA podcast. Mm -hmm.